0: Top five, Jeremy. What's up, my man?
1: It is. It's it's such a good time. It's such a good time, buddy. It's it's such a good time that you know. I kind of came into it thinking this this might be like I might even call today like like a six out of ten. But if I think about it, it's more like an eight out of ten. <laughs>
0: uh, very well done. So this week we are doing our top five too low Metacritic episode. And
1: um, Jeremy, how did uh, how that go for you there, fella? Can I say great and terrible at the same time? You can. It was great because I have so many movies to choose from, but it was a little terrible because I kept coming back to movies we've talked about a lot, and I really am am like pushing myself to find other hidden gems or things I haven't discussed as much that I also have a lot of affinity for, because if I go too far away from movies I really like, it just sort of... I feel like I'm phoning it in a little bit. So mixed, it was a mixed bag. I give it a, um, I give it about a 6.8 out of 10. I'm just <laughs> right. going to do that for the whole rest. Everything's getting numbers now. That's it.
0: Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, if you were going to do that, this is the episode <laughs> to do that on. Uh, I think I had the same problem. So genuinely, at first I was like, I was a little skeptical of this because like it felt like a research episode and like, ugh, I don't want to do that. I like it when we just get to like be fun and like joke about movies. But also we've almost done 50 of these, which means we've covered off on hundreds of movies and we keep track of this. So I was like, all right, I'll just go back in my list. And the thing is, I think similar to what you just said, the same ones kept surfacing where I was like, that one's a ridiculously low number that we have discussed at length. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to have to like put in work this week. And I had to like put in work. Like I was up pretty late last night, uh, trying to like find ones that I thought were more interesting. And I wound up being able to, I think I only have one on my top five that has ever been in a top five. I don't think any of these haven't been brought up in some way, shape or form, but also we've literally discussed hundreds and hundreds of movies at this point. So I think we're getting to a place where that's just sort of a thing, but I'm pretty okay with, with the list. I'm pretty okay with the list. Now, Jeremy, were you able to do a spreadsheet this week?
1: I, I was very able to do a spreadsheet, uh, which, you know, it fully, fully flies in the face of being told there'd be no math. But <laughs> not only did I make my spread, well, here were the categories. It's actually, it might be the most boring of the spreadsheets I've done because basically I did actual math in the spreadsheet as opposed to random throwing in of opinions guised as numbers. So I got the movie, the cast, and rewatchability. I have the actual metacritic score. Okay. I have the what I believe the metacritic score should be. Nice. I have the IMDb score, which is in other words saying what do the what do the people's think?
0: Right, the people's.
1: And then I have a formula that puts it all together. And I'm going to be honest JT, going into this till yesterday, I had basically taken a whatever the top 10 is, that's what I'm going to go with no matter what. But then I looked at it, and it just just wasn't it wasn't feeling right because I was there were some nuances of what I did want to talk about that was getting lost in the shuffle here. So what I guess I'm saying is I did a lot of math to do no math.
0: <laughs> that is that is the most on brand thing I think you possibly could have done is to engineer something really elegant and smart and then decide to not use it. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs>
1: I, I went there. That that's that's what I got going.
0: Uh, I am happy to say that I also needed a trope this week. So I I have a little bit of a rubric. Two things. One, uh, refuse to do anything that had a 70 or higher because I kind of decided that 70 was just a good enough movie and arguing the difference between a 77 and an 86 is boring and who cares. Uh, That being said, I'm sure we will eventually run out of topics and do something like that. But whatever, until that day, here we are. The second thing, which it sounds like you did too, is I have rated what I think all top five of my movies should have been. Yeah. And I, I will share that at the end of everything so we can share that together. Aw, oh, unintentional friendship.
1: There will be a lot of sharing of numbers and movies and scores and points and whatnot. Up for, I, I am, I'm fairly confident in that. By the way, uh, I, I was accidentally a little late getting on the Twitters to ask for input. So sorry, I did not do the, the uh, five things our Twitter friends are saying thing this week. But I do again have four picks for you of where again for four predictions for your list, of which I assume at best one might be in your pong.
0: Yeah, interesting. This week is gonna be hard for you to do that, I think, because outside of one of them, I don't think any of them are particularly easily guessed. But you know what? Who knows? Uh, that being said, Jeremy, it's time for the Shawshank, and if memory serves, and by memory, I mean you told me less than four minutes ago, you get to go first this week, right?
1: <laughs> I do. I, I have one Shawshank. It, it's, I'm I, I'm not even putting a game around it because I'm just not.
0: Okay. I also I have one that I would be willing to not gamify because I'm hoping it's the same one because I just think it's the right thing to do.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure we sort of spoiled it in last week's episode. This would be... Wall Street? Wall Street. Yeah. So Wall Street has a 56 on Metacritic. Yep. For a new door podcast, which became a bit of a shtick for us is that we started comparing everything to Wall Street for two reasons. One, it's kind of funny that a Oscar winning movie like Wall Street is at a 56. And two, we both sort of remembered it and just sort of kept talking about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. Um, did you pull a five words for this? Just because I I did and I just really liked it.
1: Uh, I'll hear yours. I didn't even bother. That, this is one of my, like, we're just going to say it, be done and move on, but I would love to hear yours.
0: So it's a quote. And I just forgot that this quote was in the movie and I, I like it so much. There's no nobility in poverty.
1: Ooh. I don't, a good quote.
0: I don't know that you could sum up a movie with a quote better than that might sum up Gecko. <laughs> like, pretty, pretty much. Uh, okay. That means that we can move right into it. So why don't we move right into it? Jeremy, you have the honors, my friend.
1: All right. Thank you very much. I'm going to tell you the way I approached my ordering just for today will be on uh, narrowest to widest gap Ooh. From, from how I assess that. Okay. And I think much like you, I didn't want anything above a 70. Although there were a couple of times where I saw a couple that I thought could go much, much higher. Uh, I, so I, I kept it, everything I could under 70. And in fact, I tried to keep most of the things below a six, a 60 and below for like the truly undeserving. And then my final caveat is that even the top, because I did you know, go around all the math and whatnot, that the top five is not necessarily the biggest disparities of all of my list. In fact, the two biggest ones are sitting in pond, but we'll get to them later.
0: Okay.
1: So jumping in, 1984. Metacritic of 60. Uh, I'm not sure that I can, I, I don't know that the cast isn't a dead giveaway, so I'll do my best with Elizabeth Shue and Martin Cove.
0: I don't know who Martin Cove is. I know the name Elizabeth Shue, and I feel like I can see her face, but also 80s woman. It just sort of looks like an 80s woman in my head. Um, so Accurate. Just, so far you're doing great. I have no idea what this is. <laughs>
1: I mean that that she she was a woman in the 80s. Uh, she was a younger woman in the 80s. So the five words I have are if right no can defense.
0: If right no can defense. Uh, okay, that makes me think of Karate Kid, which I think came out later than 84,
1: but maybe not. 1984 is The Karate Kid. Oh, so wait, what is The Karate Kid? It's a 60, Metacritic.
0: Oh, I do feel like that's low. Oh, I didn't Actually, know
1: that. Yeah, so I put it... At, so here, well, here, let me go through it this way. I then, so to, to where I nerded out this week was a lot less spreadsheet and a lot more just the internet. Here are five other movies that I would say <laughs> sort of are in the... We could use to to influence our perspective here. The five movies that I went looking for... Uh, so. In the this is a sports movie and it's also a coming of age movie, yep. right? So Rudy, one of our favorites, which was the one that, that I almost put in here because Rudy's only got a seventy-one,
0: way underrated. Yeah, that was that that one almost broke my rule too.
1: Yeah, so Rudy's at a seventy-one, almost famous, which I would say is one of the coming of age might might genre defined in a way. Almost famous is sitting in the ninety. And, and there's no way you could argue that Karate Kid is anywhere near an Almost Famous from a, like, Almost Famous is a film. You know, Karate Kid's a movie, right? Yeah. And then here's the one that, here are the two that really got to me, though. So, again, Karate Kid is a 60. Uh, cool Runnings okay. is also a 60. Oh, interesting. And so, Cool Runnings is fun. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy the heck out of it. But Karate Kid is a much I mean, there's not much coming of age story. Cool Runnings is, you know, it's a John Candy comedy that has a couple of heavy moments, but for the most part, it's pretty whimsical.
0: This might be a little generational because I have Cool Runnings and Karate Kid pretty close because I love Cool Runnings,
1: but go ahead. (laughs) I love Cool Runnings as well. I'll watch it tonight, buddy, but I don't think it's on. I think Karate Kid's a much better film. And then the one that killed both of those is the movie Goon with Sean Williams Scott. Sure, sixty four. No, not okay, not okay. But the real blasphemy, JT, is the Karate Kid reboot with uh, everybody's favorite Jaden Smith has a sixty one.
0: Absolutely not.
1: Oh, that movie was. I do you
0: know what I've I've seen parts of that movie three different times. Can't make it through.
1: Can't do it. So, I'm Pen and Karate Kid is deserving of a 74.
0: Ooh, I think that's probably right about where I would have had it.
1: Okay. So, I, it's a plus 14. I think, look, the acting's not phenomenal, right? It's, it's not one of those. I mean, it does have William Zabka, so got to love that. Love William Zabka. It was in so many... Part of the reason I think it's deserving of more, though, this set the tone for so many other movies. Like... Right. This is, this is one of those like coming of age transformative stories. Like the, the cast is fun. Everything about it like works pretty well. I do love the whole maybe, 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 uh, uh, Ralph Macchio is actually the bad guy shtick, which, which they explore in the, uh, the Netflix series there. But there's no way this movie is a D minus out of 60. That's so funny. I think it's a solid, solid, solid C 74.
0: I accept. Yeah, I think that's perfectly right. I like that.
1: Thanks, man. Okay, so
0: because you did that, I'll do this. I had no plan.
1: Before you say anything else, is it Cool Runnings?
0: No, but that would be awesome. I wish it was. That would have been so perfect. Uh, No, um, I didn't really have a plan as far as how I was going to go about doing this, but you just gave me an intro into one, so I'll do it. Uh, This came out on March 6th, 2020. And it's a 61.
1: I'm pretty sure I know it, but I want to hear your, uh, I'm going to, I will not change my answer. I think I'm very confident I know it actually. Okay. But I want to hear the rest of it anyway.
0: I'll just give you the, I'll give you the five words. D&D player becomes hero accidentally. Onward. Okay. Onwards is 61.
1: So it's like Karate Kid, the remake.
0: So here's, here's how we got to, to this. Here are four other movies <laughs> that I found <laughs> that I want to share with you. What they got?
1: What what y'all can't see right now is JT and I are basically like giving each other like virtual winks and fi- high fives because we both did the same thing, which is just yeah. really fun. It's great.
0: Yeah. So, Corpse Bride got an eighty-three.
1: Really? Yeah. That's yeah. the uh, what's his name? That's a Tim Burton. Yeah. That's like a it's like a fifty-three with thirty points for Tim Burton.
0: Well, that's the thing. In the world of Tim Burton, like if you want to go Nightmare Before Christmas in the 80s, sure. Knock yourself out. I don't think I have any arguments. But if you want to go Corpse Bride, just a hard no. Isle of Dogs, 82. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Now, here's the thing. Did you see Isle of Dogs?
1: I saw two-thirds of it and got bored.
0: Okay. That's the right way to feel about that movie. And you are fully aware of how much I love Wes Anderson.
1: Same, same. In fact, it took so much effort to watch the second third. Like, I Ooh. made it to the first act. I'm like, okay, I get it. I love I, I love the potential here, and I was just like, I no. Right.
0: Um, Rango, another Johnny Depp disaster, 75. What? And then last but not least, Rugrats in Paris got a 62. So, now, no. I want to be clear that Rugrats in Paris is the second Rugrats movie. And the first one, although it had a banger soundtrack, I'm not going to lie, why Blackstreet and Maya are both on the Rugrats soundtrack will never make sense to me, but I'm so happy they are. Rugrats 2 is not better than Onward in any world ever. Nope. Nope. Just no. So this one was the, I think you probably could have guessed, I would try to sneak an animated movie in. I did. Um, And honestly, I just, dude, I love this movie. I thought it was really well done. I thought Holland and Pratt and Octavia Spencer and Ellie Wong, like everybody was so good. Um, I think the problem is, is that this suffered from being a Pixar movie. And I think every time Pixar comes out, people are like, better be Toy Story. And some of them aren't going to be Toy Story, but that doesn't make it worse than Rugrats in Paris.
1: (laughs) It's definitely not worse than Rugrats in Paris. I think... I think your theory on Pixar is dead on. I'll add a second component. I would I would guess this this took a COVID hit. Like if everybody had seen it in theaters, maybe they would have had a different impression like this would have done nicer like you've seen it like obviously like it's it's beautiful, right?
0: Yeah, but see the thing is is that I expect better because again, IMDb being low makes sense because people didn't get the theater experience. Movie critics are supposed to know better.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, but they're human, you know? Given, given the combo, given that it's like, okay, this is not The Incredibles. This is not up. This is not Toy Story 4. So Pixar, darn you, we wanted better. And we had to see it in our little screens. We're all cranky wearing our masks and we all know what the heck is the world ending, you know, which, which March 6th of 2020, you know, who knew? Maybe. So I, I agree with you. I'm just, I'm, I'm sort of giving the critics some some slack, or 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 maybe just understanding a lower rating than than it deserved because I'm 100% on board now. JT, what did you? Where 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 do you put it? Because I'm so sure I, you did that shtick too.
0: Of course I did. Um, I have two. I have two scores. I have what I actually think, and I have the what I the hill I will die on. So what I actually think is, I think this movie's a 78. I think it's approaching 80s in real life. Um, I do think in the grand scheme of all the movies that Pixar has done, this one was missing certain elements that Pixar does well uh, or does better in other movies. I still think it was exemplary. I still think this is a really good movie. The the number I'm going to give it and the hill I will die on is an 84, because if Corpse Bride gets an 83, this movie is easily 1% better than that every time, every day of the week in every universe.
1: Fair. I I agree with your personal assessment. I think this is a high 70s, Uh, I would want to see, I I feel like I want to see it one more time before landing on the final number, but it's definitely, it's definitely at least into the seventies.
0: Yeah. I've seen it one and a half times and I didn't see the end the second time. And I want to see it again. The thing is, is like the only thing that I think was missing from this is it felt a little rushed, which is weird because it's, it's a, it's a lengthy enough movie, but they sort of like, they, they sort of, they, I don't know. They push the story around along a little bit. What I think they could have developed the brother relationship a little bit better, they could have developed the father and older brother relationship a little bit better. Um, and considering it is a movie geared towards younger kids, I think that development was, was lacking. Like it's, you know, it's not like a movie where you can leave it open to the ar- audience to interpret. I think you needed to like land the plane on that a little bit more. And then I think if they left everything else the same with that being better developed, I think the movie would have hit even harder than it hit. And by the way, it hits pretty hard.
1: Oh, totally. It's hard. I fully agreed on that front. I think, I think I, I agree with you. I think Chris Pratt's character is probably the big weak link in the whole movie for me in that his, his coming of age components are very fast and very like, it's all like the last, I don't know, 15 minutes of the movie, right? He's sort of like the big oaf dummy kind of guy. And then all of a sudden he has life lesson learned and, you know,
0: I think that's perfectly said that he, he is my problem in this because they don't show any inkling of him being capable of adulting at any point. Like they just needed to make a little, they needed to show a little bit of that throughout. And then the big reveal, although it would have been less of a, Holy moly, he's fixed. It would have been more like a, he did it, which I actually think would have landed better.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. And these, you need to see glimpse of it earlier. So it's, so it's a true arc as opposed to, I don't know, like an isosceles triangle or something.
0: It's just they hockey sticked it. Like it, it was just yeah, like it was yeah. like it was just like a straight like direct line up. All of a sudden, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess he's great now. It's too much. But <laughs> uh, listen, all that said, it's not a sixty-one.
1: All righty then. Here we go with a sixty-six. Ooh, high. This is the highest one I have there, and and the second lowest spread from nineteen eighty-four. Starring again, cast is tricky on this one, but I'll give you Jonathan Banks, uh, who is from Better Call Saul and and the other one Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Earl, Mark, Mark. Oh, I know you only saw part of Mike Erlem, er, er, Erlem, Erlem. Oh my gosh, Mike Ermel, Erlem, Er, early morning, Mike. That's all I got. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am leaving this in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You can, like, yeah, the edits that make me sound smarter are the ones you don't cut, right? Uh, Okay. Jonathan Banks and Paul Reiser.
0: I love Paul Reiser.
1: Uh, Three Men and a Baby? I have no idea what this is. (laughs) Nope. Whatever that score is, it deserves it. Um, (laughs) Man who wrecked the buffet. Man who wrecked the buffet.
0: Uh, This sounds like something I probably should know, but it's not coming to mind. So regale me.
1: This uh, is this the man who wrecked the buffet at the something club? Nothing. This is Beverly Hills Cop.
0: Oh, Paul Reiser's in the beginning of Beverly Hills Cop. He's the guy with the
1: Ferrari. Right, right, right. So Beverly Hills Cop is a sixty-six. I'm Oh, that is low. Let's do some car- comparisons, shall we? Sure. Coming in closest to Beverly Hills Cop on the movies I picked, Tropic Thunder at a seventy-one. <laughs> I enjoy Tropic Thunder. It's a fun movie. Other than Left Grossman and everything about Robbie, Robert Downey Jr.'s performance, it's a movie that we're all going to slowly forget a bit. It's, not, it's no Beverly Hills Cop. That's true. Uh, but now to be pick four movies that I think it really comes in at least with. Naked Gun, 76. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'd say is a very similar kind of humor and a lot of pacing things, etc. Gtgs at seventy six. Also,
0: that's actually a really fun comp. That's that's really well done. Those two movies are way more similar than people would think. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's really clever.
1: And now here's one that's not. You wouldn't really normally compare it, but I wanted to for the the timing, like when the movies all came out. The original Back to the Future is in eighty seven, which I think is deserved. I think that's a fair score. I mean, it is. I- iconic in so many ways so well done etc. little 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 incestuous but but such a good movie
0: it is yeah mine is that part it's uh it's yeah. one of the better romps from <laughs> yeah. the eighties
1: it's a great family friendly movie about a mother falling in love with her son right wonderful uh okay. midnight run i think is another good comparison yep. um seventy eight okay so i'm gonna land Beverly Hills Cup which i would consider better than all of the comedies i named other than back to the future i give it an eighty four with a spread of plus 18.
0: Wow. 84 is really high.
1: It is really high. And now let me explain it. I think this is an exceptionally well done comedy. They don't, for one, they don't go into areas they don't need to. So there's no, there's no love story subplot. I mean, there's like, there's deliberately not a love story subplot, right? He, he's his old friend, Jenny, and they, you know, they're flirty with each other, but it's not like they don't waste their time doing that whole story. All of the time spent on the movie is fully developing the actual storyline of it. It plays well on both the action and the comedy front. Like this is Eddie's, some of Eddie's best lines in the movie. I mean, up there at Trading Places, I don't know which one you'd pick as a, as a top top work. Great soundtrack, by the way, also. Excellent pacing. This this I I have a hard time finding major flaws in this movie. It's not a drama, it's not a period piece, it's not some, it's not a, it's not a it's not a classic in that sense, but in this genre, it is possibly a category definer. And I would push to say, name a better movie like this in its own genre. And I run out of lists. So I'm, I'm, I'm planting in an 84, my friend.
0: Uh, with all of that, I think I can accept the 84. My instinct immediately was it was too high. Um, but the last question you just asked is the one that's going to make me not have a real rebuttal because I can't buddy cop my way out of this. Um, that's like th- this is sort of the, you know, I mean, maybe you know, Lethal Weapon, which is probably somewhere in the '80s, though. Like I assume Lethal- that
1: movie's pretty highly rated. <laughs> Lethal Weapon one's in the mid '70s. Lethal Weapon two's in the high '70s. Uh, I think. I think probably a little low also. Yeah. So I've got this whole thing that I think movies between like 85 and like 92 are all totally like they're all too low. They're all too low. It's like we were expecting everything at the time to be like out of Africa or Howard's End or movies like that. And and there's room for other stuff. But also, JT, given what you just said moments ago, tell me Beverly Hills Cop is not 1% better than Corpse Bride.
0: Oh, it is for sure. One hundred percent, at least one percent better. So yeah, uh, this is a great pick, and I missed this one. I this 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 would have been a contender. I think I tried to stay closer to below sixty, which is maybe why I didn't see it. But also, this is just a great pick. I love that movie. It's such a good movie. There's so many great parts in this movie. So many. Um, fun question though, which is, uh, which is better? Like which which is the best? Eddie is a fun question to think about for a later date. That might be a good Twitter poll. <laughs>
1: We could we can do, I could almost do it in real time, except I'd have to do the typey typey. Um, All right. (laughs) Can you do that with Siri? (laughs) Hey, Siri, can you pull my Twitter followers and ask them which of these? Oh, no, Siri, I wasn't really talking to you.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's go to September 17th, 2010 with a 55 on
1: Metacritic. September 2010, 55, you say? Yes, sir. Okay, I don't have this yet. A little more.
0: Uh let's give you Alan Ford and Ewan
1: Bremer. Is Ewan Bremmer the guy from train spotting? Not Ewan McGregor. No, the other the other guy, yes. Spud. Yes. Alan Ford and Spud. I don't even know who Alan Ford is. Alright, what's the five words? Um a heist, fight, and Caravan. And what? Caravan. Caravan? Yeah. Caravan? Caravan. Are you saying it that way on purpose? Yeah. Is this, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm going to be in genre. Is something like a snatch or lock stock and two smoking barrels? One of those? It, it is snatch. Snatch. Okay. Nice. Yeah.
0: Nice. So yeah, it's because, uh, yeah, this is Brad Pitt's That character wanted a caravan for his ma. Periwinkle Blue for me ma. So Snatch is a 55. Yeah.
1: That's low. It's real low. (laughs) You think people just couldn't understand the accents? So
0: here's – (laughs) so I I don't have comps for any of the other movies. I only did that for for Onward. But I I did go – which is – this is a Jeremy move, not a JT move. I went digging in Critics – to find out why they did these. Like, I really wanted to understand it. And basically what they attacked him for on this movie is that he didn't remake Lockstock. That's what every, like, so because this was his sophomore film, everybody was like, it's too pithy. It's not as good Lockstock, He, 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 you know, he, he went away from what made him so successful in the first movie he ever made. Like, it's just really lazy. This was a lazy, lazy 55. Um, and I think the thing that really annoyed me when reading the critics' feedback is a lot of them didn't like the volume of characters and the speed at which everything moved. And I actually think that that is the point of Snatch. Like, that was why this movie was fun is that there's an absurd amount of storylines that are all kind of brilliantly stitched together in a very fun way, by the way. And he was attempting Sorkin-level quickness with with dialogue, which, listen, Sorkin's an animal and he's different. Um, (laughs) But I actually thought, given the characters that he was doing it with, it was all really, really successful. Like, this movie's highly quotable. It's super-duper-duper rewatchable. Um, And I think it's like a ton of fun and like there's enough like there's enough agency with all the characters. Like, listen, the truth is, is that there's a bunch of like random stuff that happens to everybody, which is sort of the point of the movie. Right. 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 But it's what the characters do individually with those things that makes this interesting. And I just think that they were really hard on this movie. And I'm assuming it's because it was his sophomore and they just thought he was going to be the next whatever they thought he was going to be. And so So I I outwardly reject 55 if i'm being really really honest i i think it's a 74 um but i could also easily be swayed into making that considerably higher i went 74 because this is a weird thing in my head i was stuck between 74 and 76 and with 76 i was like it's closer to 80 and if it's going to be an 80, I want to put it in the eighties. And there is enough in this movie that I don't think it's an 80 when I compare it to other things, genre specific that are in the eighties, basically anything Tarantino does. Like right. it's very, they're very different directors, by the way, I'm not saying that they're similar, but the type of movies they make are similar.
1: They, they have different directing. No, no, you're, you're exactly right. They're, I think you can easily compare, compare those two directors. Um, it's the same as like, uh, like Anderson and, and YTD, you know, you're you know, which of their movies you're watching, but you can, they, they're like cousins, you know, like, uh, yeah. there's a relation there. I think you're, you're dead on with the sophomore, not, I, I don't want to say sophomore slump cause I don't think that's what it is at all. I think actually, I think I slightly preferred snatch to uh, lockstock to be, to be candid. Same. I'm also a low '70s guy, so when you said 55, my my mind immediately was like, "That feels like a 72." That's kind of where my mind went to. I could probably be pushed a little higher. Uh, I think it is hard. You know, it is a a harder movie to see where it all fits into things. But I also think this is where things like critics and and metacritic as a concept sort of fall apart a little in these. Like movies that are just hard to label and and hard to know where they go. And how do you compare Snatch to Casablanca or whatever, you know, whatever crazy comparison?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I think that's why I, I landed in the low 70s is because, look, if he wanted to film this, like if he wanted to make this more of a film and less of a movie, I think he could have probably gotten away with – he probably could have removed three full characters – and three full storylines and gone way deeper and way more emotionally invested in the ones he kept and probably could have gotten this into the low 80s at best. But the type of movie it is alone, it will never be in the 90s. It's just not the kind of movie it was.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Nice pick, buddy.
0: Thanks. All right.
1: I'm going all the way back to 1980. Okay. With a Metacritic score of 48. That's pretty long. This was my first thing I thought of when we picked this category because I knew that this movie had been horribly received by critics. It's one of those, like, I just knew that's just a wheelhouse thing I I had for for it. Uh, I'll give you two cast members, though, again, I don't know how to give anybody prominent without you getting the whole darn thing. But the ones I will give you are Cindy Morgan and Chevy Chase.
0: Okay. So Chevy Chase, I know, obviously. Cindy Morgan, I don't, obviously. And now I'm trying to remember when Caddyshack came out, because that's my immediate guess.
1: Uh, you want to hear the five words to see if they help? I do. Pool pond. Which is nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I was right. Yeah. That's amazing. Well done, buddy. <laughs> so Caddyshack has a 48.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous.
1: And don't get me wrong, Caddyshack just just to, just to do it this way. Caddyshack ain't no Shakespeare, right? Okay. <laughs> there's there's no uh, there's no rosebud here. Nope. Right. We're we're we know what we're dealing with, but we're definitely not dealing with a 48. No. So to give some 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 comps, fast times at Ridgemont High, 61. Okay. Which I'd also argue is low, and I when I saw that I almost put that in the list here too.
0: To say that feels that feels like a high sixties, low seventies movie all day to me.
1: Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite, sixty four.
0: Funny, I actually would have thought that would have been rated higher.
1: There's, I have weird trivia about Napoleon Dynamite. I knew this because of the, of the startup. Actually, when when we met, when I was doing Digit, some of the things that were going on at the time. If you remember, Netflix was doing their beat our algorithm challenge. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who aren't in the industry, who aren't uh, TV industry nerds like JT and I, there was a point which Netflix recommendation system they challenged. They they put all the data in public and they challenged data scientists to to outdo their their algorithm and actually gave away a million dollars to a team who did. Along the way, though, they discovered something interesting, which is Napoleon Dynamite is this. It like, it, 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 you can't use it to score other movies because there's no predictability. You can, JT and I could have 19 movies in common and, and then hit Napoleon Dynamite and like want to punch each other in the face. Like there's, <laughs> there's no, they couldn't find a, a rhyme or reason to it. But and I think a 64 is actually exactly right for Napoleon Dynamite because anything higher than that and you're going to go into this territory where you're saying like, oh, I have to see this and you watch it and you're like, what, what did I just, like, <laughs> I, I'm in the camp of people who liked it but I still recognize, like, what is that movie? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? That's well said. All right, so back to back to Caddyshack Comps. Something about Mary is up at a sixty-nine.
0: Higher than I would have thought, but okay.
1: And I'm okay with it. Farrelly brothers are great. Yeah. And then finally, Animal House. So I was like, how well have irreverent comedies ever done by the by the MC? Any guesses for Animal House? So, this, I'm going to be
0: honest, it feels like a trap. Not that you're trapping me. It just feels like a trap because I want to say this movie has got to be in the mid 70s. Like it just feels like it has to be. But there's another part of me that feels like if you said 62, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably what they thought. It's a 79. Okay. That's, that, that's what I want it to be. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. So, here's what I do with Caddyshack. As much as I love it and I do, I put it at this, I tied it with something about Mary. I gave it a 69 even though I actually think it's a far better movie than something about Mary, but it's different time. You can't, it's hard to compare. Yeah. Uh, It's not, it's Caddyshack is not a good movie, but I love it. And it's fun to watch. And people who like it, like it. I'm hard pressed to say that it, it, it is a hard movie to watch. It's not, I think it's an exceptionally watchable movie, Yeah. but it's basically just a whole bunch of gags strung together with a, with a loose plot conceit. So I'm okay keeping it below that 70 threshold, but it should absolutely be in that higher echelon of comedies, right? And I still think with Tropic Thunder and a 71, it's hard to put Caddyshack below that. Yeah. But I can accept it. It's like actually I, I probably can't, but you know.
0: <sighs> yeah, it's funny. I want both of those to be lower. I I I want Caddyshack to be a 66, and I want Tropic Thunder to be a 62.
1: If Traffic Thunder is sixty-two, I'm okay with that. I think I, I think I Traffic Thunder has to come lower. I think that's just not not an option. But yeah. I'd also probably pull Naked Gun back down, right? Seventy-six feels that's real high. high. That's way yeah. too high. That's way too
0: high, but I also think you brought up a good point, right? Because like we went, th- we've gone through different. This is a very, this is a thing I can speak more to about food critics than I can about movie critics. But you go through these weird waves, right? Where like you'll have certain types of food, certain types of movies are getting both like getting bolstered because it's the time for them, right? Like you know, like molecular gastronomy had its day, where like you could be mediocre right. at that and you'd get you get Michelin stars,
1: right. right?
0: Now, now because of movies, this actually might be what happened to Beverly Hills Cop. Right, like it started the it started the uptick where you started to expect them to be that good, and so everything after that, like was was the better factor of that movie actually being incredibly well done. So yeah, it's it, that's an interesting. This is like an interesting like bonfire. I'd love to drink with some critics and be like, explain the timeline as to how some of this stuff works. Uh, but this is, listen, anybody who doesn't like like Caddyshack's not to me what it is to you. But I love it. Like, it's a great movie. If you don't make at least one reference to Caddyshack on a golf course, you're clearly not drinking enough.
1: Yeah. Well, I have to assume, I don't golf, but I have to assume that, every, like, I don't know how you would make it through three hours or five hours or how long do you eat? Ten? How long well, do you golf for, JT? It,
0: it depends on how much you're drinking, Jared.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that and how long you're listening to this podcast. All right. Let's keep it moving.
0: Okay. Uh, August 10th, 2011, with a 62. This is my highest. In my top five. August 2010?
1: 2011. August 10th,
0: 2011. Okay. Um, How about Allison Janie and Sissy Spacek?
1: She was in... CJ Craig. What was she in in 2010? (laughs) I know. uh, This is going to bug me too. All right. Let's get the five words. Ghost writer writes for ghosts. Ghost writer writes for ghosts. Is this the one with Will Ferrell and? No, that's returning? Stranger Than Fiction, but that is a that brilliant
0: one. movie, by the way.
1: Yeah, that's where I thought you might be going. Ghost writer writes for ghosts. It's not, and I know it's not the Sixth Sense because that's ninety nine, because we talked about that one. All right, uh, you got
0: me. So the ghost was metaphorical, not figurative. And I actually really like this description, this five-word description. So this is the help.
1: Oh, yes. I, I only saw half of it. So I, I can't drop cast from it or anything.
0: I know. So so here's, here's the deal. This was nominated for Motion Picture of the Year. I'm going to say that again. This was nominated for Motion Picture of the Year. It had two other Oscar nominations and a win for Octavia Spencer, who greatly deserved it, by the way. And this is a 62?
1: Yeah, that feels low.
0: Uh, Just a big time does not compute. Peter Travers gave this an 88. Roger Moore gave this an 88. People who I respect who like movies like this movie. I went digging for why people didn't like it, and basically it was like they didn't like racism. Mm. Which is like, good,
1: good, I'm glad. I wonder if this is similar to our chat about uh, like Jojo Rabbit last week, where when you know if you are not of whether Jewish or Black or whatever the the category is that this is a story about their plight. I wonder if it's just so hard to relate that you don't know what to do as a critic to some degree.
0: Yeah, I think that's possible. I mean, so here was my take on this movie. I think this movie. Is, so it's it's a movie about the the Jim Crow era, and like I felt you know again as a white man, like you know I know that this is. I know where I'm coming from. I know my worldview, but it felt like a really honest, harsh and at sometimes hard to watch, like interpretation of what was happening in the time, which was the point. Like that was what it's supposed to feel like. You should feel awful because these people were awful. And so like the fact that, listen, the fact that the the do-gooder was a white woman, which is what a lot of people sort of panned as like, oh, well, of course Emma Stone comes in and saves the day. A white lady saves the day. It's like, well, yeah, then at that moment, no one else could save the day. There right. was nobody – there was no other options. So like I'm, I'm sorry that you don't like the way history went. None of us should. But like it's a pretty accurate depiction as to how this would have gone. Also, Emma Stone is the best. She's Truth. so likable that she feels like a do-gooder when she's being annoying. She's just great. So I think like this movie was – sort of maybe got critically panned because Emma Stone's too likable. I like I I don't know. Just there's nothing about any of the stuff I read rang true to me. All of it felt like so you don't like that she was a do-gooder, you don't like that there was a lot of like mean white women in the south to so black women. Get over it. They didn't like it either. That's why the movie had to get made.
1: Where uh where does your final score come in then, buddy?
0: So I'm I'm going to go 84. I actually think this movie's like a full 22 points wrong.
1: 84. I'm just looking at my list really quick of where I place that that that's a that's a pretty good feeling I think that's a that's a pretty good number for this one it's funny it's the first time I didn't write on my little sticky outside the door recording and and we just we were just hanging out and I was like all right I'm gonna do the podcast now uh but now I'm totally i think that was it was it were you at a wrap point you would send the 84 yes you are up
0: you said I think that's about right so you can just go into your next one
1: so my second highest spread, we're going to go with a movie that's, I kind of wanted this to be last, but I'm going to stay with my shtick. 45. Okay. From 1987.
0: Oh boy, we have not left the 80s yet for you.
1: <laughs> I'll just tell you right now, we're not gonna. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we do, when we get to Pong, we leave the 80s, uh, we we go straight into the 90s, and then we go back to the 80s one more time. Okay. I But I think that's part of the point. I think- the critics have, and it's, if you think about movies I've re- referenced, like Tropic Thunder is probably my favorite one that I l- noticed a score of something happened where critics decided it was okay to make good comedies. Yep. Right. Like comedies weren't okay. And then all of a sudden they were, and yeah. the same thing for action movies too. So, all right. 45, 1987 starring. We'll see how you do with this. Jesse, the body Ventura. Okay. And Carl Weathers.
0: Um, Oh, this is interesting. So I clearly know who both of them are. They? I know who those people are. Jesse the Body Ventura, Carl Weathers. Um, Yeah, this is what I get embarrassed about, like not knowing when things came out. Okay, keep going.
1: If bleeds, we kill it.
0: Yeah, so this is Predator. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so this is, that's what I thought this was. And then I got hung up in remember recently seeing Jesse, the body of Ventura in some, not, not seeing the movie, seeing a, literally the cover art of a movie with him and thinking maybe this is like an 80 movie. I don't know. Okay. Predator. So
1: predator is a, a what? A 45. Yeah. Bull, bull. Don't like disagree. Oh, right. Ready for this list. Deadpool is at a 65. Also underrated, underrated. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but they say bad words, so it had to be a low score. Correct. But I'll go as I keep going from Deadpool. The, your annoyance with not just Predator, but Deadpool, also will go. RoboCop, the original. Okay, sixty-seven.
0: That's this is not okay.
1: <laughs> and I would actually say that RoboCop at the sixty-seven is a perfectly it's perfectly scored. Right, it's that's exactly where that belongs.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: Okay. <laughs> Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Ugh, whatever you're about to say is going to make me so sad. It's a 71. Get out of here. It should go back to a 67 right there with Robocop. They they, uh-huh. they deserve each other. Uh, Die Hard 72 seems about right. Yeah, actually, I don't. I have no issues with that. I think that's right. I think. 20 years ago I would have put Die Hard into the 80s but but now recognizing some of the slowness and etc I don't think there's much I, I think that's just sort of where it ends up but but wait because of these next two Terminator 2 is a 75
0: I actually feel like that might be even low I like that movie a
1: lot I think so too and Terminator 1 is an 84 that's wrong those two should be inverted <laughs> Like whoa, oh, I I don't, I think they're just both I think they both actually are like an 81. I would I would bet both Terminator movies for totally different reasons at the bottom of the 80s. That's just
0: Yeah, I so I so I think Terminator 2 is better than Terminator 1, but not by a substantial amount. I just think that I just personally think it is. Um Which is fine. But all of those make your argument for
1: this ridiculously strong. So, with all of those, I'm going to basically score predator right at Robocop level and bring it up to a 67.
0: yeah I think that's totally
1: fair right it it's don't, don't get me wrong there's not good acting anywhere in this movie no not one line is delivered like except for like the iconic lines but it was again a genre it, it's not a genre definer but there there weren't movies like this one this was a whole new kind of movie and it is well paced and it is fun and it is the beginning of well, at this point you're, you're midway through Arnold's like full transition from body lifter muscle into like action, action hero. Yeah. One might say the last action hero. <laughs> All right. So yeah, the, uh, a net of 22 points for predator.
0: All right. That's a great pick. Um, I we've probably came up once before. and I don't remember what for, but that is really low. That's a really, really low score. Um, okay, I'm going to go to the one that I think you might fight me on, um, but I'm I'm here for it. April 23rd of 2004. This movie has a 47.
1: April in 2004 with a 47. Hmm. Okay,
0: I'll give you Mickey Rourke and Christopher Walken. Sin City. No.
1: Christopher. What year? Two thousand four. Is this the 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 fighter? Was that the wrestler? The fighter? One of those? That was later, I think. I didn't because he's Rourke's supposed to be great in that. I didn't it see was that one. Really good, but the, no, that's the oh, he. That, that's well.
0: That's well rated. The wrestler is well rated.
1: Okay. Um, okay. Give me the five words, please.
0: Protector of youth protects angrily.
1: Protector of youth. Protects angrily. Protector of youth. Like a bodyguard, like a big brother, Mm -hmm. like a... Mm -hmm. You're you're Mm -hmm. doing good. I'm in the turf.
0: Oh, you're right there.
1: I'm thrown off because I'm trying to picture Mickey Rourke in this movie. Who was the... Now I've even forgotten who else you said. Christopher Walken. That's why I should focus on him instead. Oh, four. Is this Seven Psychopaths? No, it's not. Which didn't really fit your description at all, but, you know, Chris Walken. It's a fun guess. All right, what is it? This is Man on Fire. Oh, with Denzel? With Denzel Washington. This is a great movie. This is a 47? Get out of here. This movie is so good. (laughs) I I agree. I remember seeing this after it had been panned and was like, I don't know why people had problems with this movie. It's it's not like the best or anything, but it definitely was not deserved. Yeah. Keep going, buddy. Good choice. Good choice.
0: Dude, I love this movie and hate that people bash it, but like, a lot of people have a negative opinion of this movie, and it genuinely makes no sense to me why. Like, none. This is high quality Christopher Walken, by the way, even though it's like a small role. He is so much fun in this movie. Um, Denzel was incredible. The characters all have agency. There is not a lot of hank to it. The development of the story is great. It's well paced. It makes sense. There's no like weirdos, sort of like whatever's um, I think Heldigan did a great job of leaving enough out of Creasy's backstory that, like, again, the opposite of what I said about Onward. There's a lot of mystery here, and I think it's the appropriate amount of mystery. They leave a little bit of his backstory alone. Him and Walken, and they never get too deep into why they're buddies. Like, it's just known that this dude is hurt. And they never address the hurt. They let it live in the moment. And the moment is Dakota Fanning. Are you kidding me at how good she was in this? Like, I, I can't you just can't, like, there is, I can't think of a better child actress in any movie, like, maybe Saoirse Ronan in uh, Hannah, maybe baby, baby Drew Barrymore in E.T. just because she's so cute. But, like, this being a 47 is straight up trash. I think they didn't like a lot of the directorial and visual decisions made in this movie, and that's what a lot of the critics seem to write about, which I think is, you know, whatever, that's personal preference. I actually think a lot of what they did with, like, slow-mo and the way they sort of did almost like the scanner darkly in between stuff, like sort of made some sense. It was a little weird, but it's a, you know, it's an artistic choice. 47 is bad though. This movie is easily a 72 easily. Uh,
1: Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a dead on correct score. I think there's, there's a weird thing. I think Denzel, when he does not do a Denzel Washington movie gets, gets panned. I think that's what happens when, when he does something more, just kind of out there, more goofy. Like, um, what was the other one? Was it uh, Deja Vu? Was that the oh, other one?
0: I think so. That sounds like, like one of his movies, yeah.
1: I'm confusing one with a Nick Cage movie, which is also <laughs> similarly named. But anyway, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Deja Vu. And it's it's this kind of another action thriller with a little bit of a time travel shtick. I think you can see or move nine seconds in the future or something like that. Does that sound right? It sounds right. Anyhow, it's uh, it, it totally panned. Not a bad movie. Not a great movie, but but not a not a to-be-panned movie. And I think that that's where this one belongs as well. I think that's a good pick, buddy.
0: Thanks. Yeah, I love this movie. I'm very sad that it's that low and it doesn't deserve that.
1: Well, rounding out my romp back through the 80s, 61, uh, okay. another critic. 1986 is the year. Tough one on the cast. This is my problem when I pick 80s stuff because I either get the ones that you're like unfamiliar with or that you also have seen a thousand times. Right. So, but I'll give you Edie McClurg and Charlie Sheen. What year did you say this was? I said this was
0: 1986. 86, Charlie Sheen. 86, Charlie Sheen. I have a guess. But I think I'm wrong.
1: Hookie Hall of Fame contender. So is this Ferris Bueller's Day Off? It is. That was gonna be my guess from Charlie Sheen. Well, you were correct again. <laughs> A sixty one for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Get low. out of town. Yeah, it's too low. It's like nine times too low. So <laughs> here's some here's some some comps here. 10 Things I Hate About You. It's a cute movie. Great movie. It's got a 70. Okay. Feels right. I actually think it's low. Maybe, yeah, sure. Maybe a little low, sure. Yeah. Uh, Easy A. 72. Ooh, okay. Also possibly though, I enjoyed Easy A. Again, our favorite Emma Stone's in that. God, we love Emma Stone. <laughs> but, definitely, again, two movies that I have a hard time arguing are better than Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: Well, two movies that don't exist without
1: service <laughs> exactly but let's keep going shall we super bad 76
0: that seems right to me actually
1: I, I you know I, I have a le- again generational for me super bad is doesn't have enough of the elements to hold up I actually put it a low low 70s at tops how about dazed and confused at 78 wow good for dazed and confused <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, which which definitely if you would if you had been told that's a 78, you're like, no, that should be low 70s, maybe? Yeah, sure. Um, and then what I just rewatched recently, Rebel Without a Cause is at an 89. Whoa boy. A great movie. I don't I don't think holds up to an 89 level. I think it's a little little one and a half dimensional, maybe. But I mean, I really enjoyed rewatching it. But with all that, I'm going to put uh, Ferris Bueller Day off at a solid 85. I think that's spot on. I think it is, again, the archetype. like if we were doing top five teen comedies, we would have both Shawshanked Ferris Bueller, 100%. and that would have been that, right? Yep. So it's definitely on 61. If you want to tell me it's maybe a high 70s and all of these are a little overrated, I can play over there too. I'm cool with all that. But 61, I mean... Again, even in 85. I think what we're both saying, though, is Corpse Bride is just too damn high. To Corpse Bride is too damn high. <laughs> so I'm going to say Ferris Bueller's Day Off is at least two better than Corpse Bride.
0: Um, I think that's appropriately – I think that's perfectly rated, actually. I can't believe that Ferris Bueller is a 61. That makes absolutely no sense. And I'm trying to say th- – I'm literally right now actively trying to think of what I would ding that movie for and nothing is coming to mind other than Ferris Bueller is a bad friend. That's
1: it. Well, so I did a little I did a little journey down some memory lane this week. JT and I was hanging out with my mom a bit, and I was asking her about 80s movies. I was like, "Hey, and and hi mom, cuz she listens to the podcast and and she's been on here before. So, I wanted to ask what was what was the reception to 80s comedies? from her generation perspective. In other words, basically how I would judge the movies that my kids would, would be seeing in theaters today. And she said, well, you had your, you had some of them like movies like Porky's and fast times and things where they were just written off as effectively trash, right? This is just garbage kind of movie. And, and w- which makes sense. Cause, cause they are, you know? Sure. But then the rest of it, her comment was basically like, we just sort of didn't pay much attention to them. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't, It wasn't like it is today where every movie was part of everybody's pop. Like everybody knows everything about every content, you know, there was movies lasted longer in the theaters back then. There was no internet to get into all the hype and whatnot. The buildup was different. So I think that explains a lot of these low scores.
0: Yeah, that tracks. That's actually really good context.
1: So thanks. uh, Thanks for chatting, mom. Yeah. JT, what you got for your fifth pick?
0: Okay, uh, this one was my personal favorite. I'm excited to do this. I think I've talked about this on the podcast once, but not in this context, obviously. January 26th, 2007, with a 45.
1: Another 45? Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Hmm, 45. Well, it's so what you're saying is we've got another Predator. Is it Predator, Alien v. Predator? (laughs) (laughs) It would be funny if it was. That belongs at a 45. Sure does. Uh,
0: I will give you... How about Jason Bateman and Taraji P. Henson?
1: What's the year? 2007. Um, It's it's not the spelling B1? Nope. All right, let me get your five words before I guess one more time.
0: Assassins, mobsters, feds, musicians, magicians?
1: That description makes me think like now you see me, but I know it's not that. I I thought you might have been going back to Juno from the other week, but because I, I don't know I, Jason Bateman, I I don't know other than uh, Elliot Page and Michael Sarah, Taraji P Henson who who was great. Uh, and this sounds like I should know this movie. I shouldn't. It's not Game Night. That's more recent. This is like the Jason Bateman re- return. Oh, is this Hancock?
0: No, it's not. Although, that would have, you definitely would have fought me
1: if I said Hancock was... was. For damn sure. <laughs> That's a 40. I'm, I'm good with 45 for Hancock. All right. What is it?
0: I'm going to give you... I just want to read through this cast. So, Martin Henderson, Jason Bateman, Taraji P. Henson, Chris Pine, Alicia Keys, Andy Garcia, Common, Ben Affleck, Jeremy Piven, Ray Liotta, and Ryan Reynolds.
1: All that, and I still actually don't know what movie you're talking about. How what this movie is smoking smoking aces oh i never saw that
0: oh what
1: okay okay i'm writing it down okay okay stop badgering me (laughs) (laughs) i mean Um, i didn't see it because it's only got the 45 but that's
0: very funny but also that's literally a thing that has come up before i recommend this movie to everybody everybody I think this movie is so much fun. So uh, Joe Carnahan did this. Joe Carnahan also did A Team, Narc, and The Gray. Um, I don't want to. Oh man, I can't really do some of this now because I just assumed you've seen it. Here, here's what I'll say: Peter Travers gave this a 75 and said this: "Best consumed with pizza, lots of brewskis. Joe Carnahan's Smoking Aces is shamelessly and unapologetically a guy movie." And yeah, what he said. Like th- this is <laughs> this is just like a I think this is one of the best and I like that, this is that's a limb and I know I'm going on a limb here, but this is like one of the best wild shoot 'em up. What is happening in this movie right now? Movies of all time, this movie is so much fun.
1: I'm I'm ready to watch it. It's funny because you you had me and then lost me. I enjoyed the A team. I'm one of the few people who thought that the movie was a ton of fun, and I just I just don't care that they were using tanks shooting shells to propel themselves in on a parachute.
0: Which, by the way, is one of the greatest one liners delivered in in any movie in the past twenty years. When she when they said they're trying to shoot down the drone, no, they're trying to fly the tank. Is still one of the best delivered lines in the past fifteen years, twenty so years. Easy.
1: But I actually really hated the gray. I yeah. really hated the gray, so I mixed. And that's
0: that's fair. That's actually I actually think that's totally fair. Um, but the the point of the point of bringing him up is that like Joe Carnahan has a thing, like he does some things.
1: Isn't he doing? Didn't he just do a movie? Um, uh, like a video game thing. Boss, the boss movie. Um, boss level. Wasn't it that him?
0: Might have, it might have. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't I, have that at the ready.
1: I think that's him. And it's been on my list of like another one of these, like, yeah, sort of like a guy action movies. It's probably not great, but worth watching. So I'll check, I'll check this out for sure, buddy.
0: Yeah. This one was just like, I was so excited to, to, like I love talking about this movie. Like, look, if you're looking for like really intense backstory and procedure and pacing, then yeah, like there's things in this movie that you're not going to like. This is very much like it's, it's actually kind of similar to snatch in the sense that there is a lot of storylines happening all at once. However, it converges really intelligently and it's a super, super watchable movie and it's really fun. And a 45 is downright wrong. This is a 74 that I think with like mild changes probably could sneak into the high 70s. Wow. It's
1: a really, really fun movie. That is pretty good. Um, So this takes us to our Pong. It does. I'm going to organize my Pong from highest to lowest, Metacritic because I go pretty low in a couple of these.
0: So before we do, I have one question for you. Yeah. So we're only doing five each because we we want to keep the tight. We want we want to be tight. Keep it tight, boys. But how many of these could you have done?
1: So my initial, like for pong. Or just just the whole list?
0: Well, just like how many did you actually hit? Because we've called it down to five, and I'm interested to see the five you picked because we're forcing ourselves to pick more. But like how many did you actually get to before you gave up knowing that you could have kept going?
1: My first list to choose from was at 57. Okay. (laughs) To cut it into the spreadsheet, I brought it down to 35.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) And then we're down to 10. And I could just (laughs) rapidly read through these 57, and you'd just be like, yep, 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 yep. And some of them are still fairly low, like... Um. Whatever. I'll, we'll we'll see if we have time for it. <laughs> uh, do you want me to tell you the four picks I have for you before or after you do your pong? Let's do after. Make...
0: Let's do after, just in case. Okay. Okay. So
1: 1995 with a 54 on Metacritic. Okay. Olderberry, the sweeter juice. Oh, Friday. Yes, 54 okay. for Friday to give. Uh, a comp and the score I will give. So in this case, instead of having a long list of comparisons, I have one. Uh, house Party with a 76. Friday is at least one better than House Party.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, so this was on my list and I had On Your Day Off is my – yeah, Friday is – everybody I think at this point knows how much I love that movie. Um, let's do – this one's the, the one stupid one that I'm, I'm going to throw in anyway. 2004 with a 39% steal the declaration of independence <laughs> <laughs> national treasure
1: It's so good. 39 way it's too low
0: So low even if this movie only gets into the 60s this movie deserves to be like a 59 or a 60 for sure
1: this is the 60s this is you Most can 60s. sit down if you're going to watch an action movie you can sit down and put on national treasure and you're not going to feel the urge to turn off this crap
0: yeah right right and also you could do it with anybody in the room ever
1: grandparents kids doesn't matter great movie right all right 1991 Metacritic is fifty two. You need a mother badly.
0: Um, I definitely am picking up that that's a quote, and it's not landing for me.
1: It's uh, from Hook.
0: From Hook,
1: I yeah, that's great. So hooks are the fifty two, and oh, I'm sorry. What did you put National Treasure into the sixties? Yeah, sixty one. Okay, okay. So hooks a fifty two. My comp this case, uh, Harry Potter five is at the seventy one. And I think it's at least as good as any as many of the Harry Potter movies. By the way, the craziest overscore on a random action movie I found. I was sort of looking like for fantasy related action movies. Do you know Hellboy Two has a seventy eight? That's absurd, and it's not good. That's Hellboy One's fun, but Hellboy Two is not good. Yeah, that's
0: a bad rating. That's like that's twenty points too high, if not more. Yep. All right, let's do. Um, uh, yeah, you know what? Let's do twenty fifteen with a sixty. Spies, lies, and glass eyes. What year? Two thousand. No, sorry, twenty fifteen.
1: Twenty fifteen. The glass eye. It's not. Uh, when did when did Thor get his? Was it Ragnarok? <laughs> no, it's not that. No, that's fun, oh, no, that's when he lost the eye. Um, I, I don't know another glass eye. Something with Julie Andrews. No. So this is Kingsman, Secret Service. Oh, oh, I had Kingsman. Kingsman wasn't my original 50-something. I cut it down before I got to the spreadsheet. Yeah.
0: So this is a 60 that I don't think needs to be like aggressively higher than that, but this movie's in the 70s. This movie, for I think, sure. is like a 73, 74 for sure. For sure.
1: 1990, she wanted the fairy tale. Metacritic's a 51, by the way. Pretty Woman? Yes. Hey, that was a total guess. Yay, I'm excited. Good for me. Yeah, she has a quote in there. I wanted the I wanted the fairy tale, and the comp I'll do here is the movie The Brothers McMullen, okay. which I think is a similarly paced and toned kind of comedy drama, which is at a seventy three. So Pretty Woman's not a fifty one. If Brothers McMullen's a seventy three, totally fair. Um, let's go nineteen
0: ninety eight with a fifty four. The five words is a giveaway, but I don't care. Nobody splashes the pot. <laughs> Um, what's it called? Rounders. Rounders. Yeah. I actually think this one's not aggressively wrong. I think 54 is, a, it's just too low. Like this one I think is probably in, in the high sixties. Um, it's not a 70. It's probably a 67. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's one of those, like for the poker, it's like a 91 as a movie. It's like a, yeah, like a 66, seven, eight. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Down. Yeah. It's definitely better than a 54 though.
1: Yeah. I think there's a certain thing about that movie where, if you, you could cut out, like, cut out all of Gretchen Wall's stuff. I mean, I like her as an actress, but just didn't add anything to the story and and double down on the card stuff and, and yeah. just put, just get what's his name, John Malkovich, and way more of it. Give him a dialect coach for another 30 days, and then I think you're in really good shape. <laughs> True. All right. Now we hit a whole new plateau of numbers. Okay. Clocking in at 22. Oh, boy. And I did go back to the 80s one more time because... And I, I, I was wavering on this one, but I had to. 22, 1985. I got to take a whiz? Uh,
0: I'm going to wild guess, weird science. I don't know.
1: You're in the right ballpark of movies. But no, because weird science is, I would argue, a fairly forgettable 80s. This is Spies Like Us.
0: Wow. Okay. I, I disagree with... Um, I disagree. With Weird Science being forgettable because I don't think if anyone forgets Anthony Michael Hall's uh, blues voice, you're you're not alive. That that whole scene is absolutely unforgettable. But Spies Like Us for sure is a much more memorable movie and mattered a lot more.
1: That's all I was going with. Yeah, yeah. Again, to give, so I'm going to bump it up forty points from a twenty-two to a sixty-two, tying it with the 1990s remake of The Nutty Professor. That's as far as I went with it. But again, to give a context of what else is a 22, Do you ever see The Bounty Hunter with Gerard Butler and Jennifer Aniston? I did. That's a solid 22. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or how about, did you ever see Marilyn Lawrence's National Security?
0: Okay, do not trash talk National Security right now. I love that movie.
1: Well, I don't, and neither do other people. The 31 definitely no better. Definitely not fifty percent better than spies like us.
0: I'm I'm wrong. I'm I'm I apologize, Martin Lawrence. Mr. Lawrence, I'm a huge fan. I actually was thinking of Blue Streak, which is the movie I do like. National Security is a bad movie. Blue Streak was actually a lot of
1: fun. Blue Streak's more fun, yeah.
0: Uh, okay, I think this is my last one. Um Dreamer creates event. It's excellent. Came out in twenty seventeen and it's a forty eight.
1: Um, can you do that in a different order?
0: Sure. The right order you mean? Like the way it's <laughs> that, supposed to go.
1: You know, just like yeah, just how we've been doing this for 47 or so weeks. Sure. Uh,
0: 2017 with a 48 Dreamer Creates Event. It's excellent.
1: Dreamer Creates Event. It's not Inception. What's the score? 48? 48, yeah. 2017. Who's a Dreamer? I don't know. What's, what is it? This is The Greatest Showman. Oh, yeah. Underrated movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 48's is wrong. It's, listen, it's not a 70-something. This movie, I could easily give it 20 points if you take this for what it is and be like, this is a musical that's fun, that's well-acted. Yeah, this is a 68, and I, I stand by that.
1: Fair. All right. I'm uh, doing something interesting here. I'm going to give you two movies as context first. Okay. The first one is Tommy Boy, which is a 46. Low. It should be It should be low 60s. Yeah, not not high 60s, low 60s. Low 60s. Okay. Did you ever see The Pacifier with Vin Diesel? I have not. Okay, so that's a 30. Okay. So so you know with a 30, you just don't see it. Correct. So today's movie is at a 16. Okay. So comparing against The Pacifier or even The Bounty Hunter or any of these other garbage movies, 1995, and the five words are, suntan lotion, good for me. And I'm deliberately pronouncing that as weirdly as I can, just to not make it as quotable. Suntan lotion. Good for
0: me. I have, yeah, I'm getting
1: Christopher Walken vibes.
0: Good for me. So it's something, something Adam Sandler, because he's always, he's always below a 40. That's his thing. 95 Billy Madison? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I'm just going to invert the numbers. I'm going to get it from a 16 to a 61.
0: Perfect. So but this will be my last one, and I don't have the numbers or the dates or any of this, but I saw it and I almost thought about it. Um, it came out, I think, in 2016. Um, oh, let's see if I can do five words on the fly. It's an Adam Sandler movie, so that, that helps in a big way. Um, I think it's like a 22 or something like that on Metacritic or a 20. And the five words would be... Um, Oh, man, it's so hard not to just say the title is a silly movie. Uh, Pretend to be wife, please.
1: I I I haven't seen a lot of Adam Sandler's more recent work. It's not Uncut Gems because that's too recent.
0: And that also scored really well and for good reasons. No, this was uh just go with it with Jennifer Aniston. And like it is totally just a silly, whatever phone it in rom com, but like it's a really funny phone it in rom com that deserves to be probably in the fifties somewhere, not in the twenties.
1: Right. Right. Here are the four I had for you, buddy. Let's do it. Uh I don't do the five words the I won't do the five words thing. That would have been funny to do to make you guess the ones, but in nineteen eighty six with a fifty I guess, and Company. No, Top Gun. Okay, fair. It's at least a 60. Yeah, probably. Um, 19, I'm going in the year order. 1993 with a 53. And that right. would be Mrs. Doubtfire.
0: Oh, yeah. That movie's probably not a lot better. It's, it's a 60s. It's in the mid-60s, I would bet.
1: Also 93 with a 55 this time. Uh, sandlot
0: yeah that that's i so yes i have that and that's that's one of my extended pond list and that movie's easil, easily should be in the 70s for me
1: <laughs> okay and then lastly which i was convinced you'd have on here at a 57 from 2009 um you, you know I, I i'm trying to make, make up five words on the fly without just giving the movie away but i'm not going to bother it's sherlock holmes that's a
0: 59
1: no it's a 57
0: Oh, yeah. So that just that just means I didn't look at my lists well enough because that movie would have been here somewhere, at least in Pond, because that's criminal. You love that movie. That's criminal. Right. All right. That movie I could I easily put in the mid-70s, like without yeah. thinking about it, with no problems. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Oh, boo. Boo, those those people. That, that's a bad score. That's a better movie than that. That's junk. Um, so this was – so funny enough, this actually wound up – like obviously it's fun just because we love movies and it's always fun. Uh, but I would be interested if, if anybody has like a movie that you really love that people panned, like actually do send it to us on Twitter and Instagram. I know I always make the joke. and am like, we don't care. We don't care. But this one we kind of do because as it turned out, there's so many of these. And like even just while we've been sitting here, you bringing up movies – that I hadn't thought of those genres or time frames is making me think of other ones, and I'm sure there's probably like a running list. And we should maybe like start a petition or something.
1: <laughs> there's there's a huge list, and by the way, the 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 pantheon that I chose not to work with is like stuff we talk about. Other, I mean, there's criminally low things on here. There, like I was going to talk about PCU, which is a 42. We talked about PCU a lot, um, but there's some other like decent stuff. Like I brought up running scared. Yep. Even Fast and Furious, which is not a great movie, it's not a 58.
0: Fast and Furious is on my list. I've got Fifth Element that I didn't talk about. We've talked mm-hmm. about the Pirates franchise. That entire Pirates franchise is underrated. The one that I was really tempted to do in our in my top five for you and I, but we have talked about it both at length during one episode, is South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut, is a 56. It deserves way higher than that.
1: yep. Yep. Nice so yeah, Tale.
0: Yeah, this this is a really, really fun one, but it also listen, send them in, send them into us. But that being said, it is time for us to wrap up. Jeremy, what do you have for us next week?
1: You know, by oh, by the way, the whole thing I meant to do this week was to talk about the Mortal Kombat, because I'm sure the first Mortal Kombat's totally underrated and the new one and all that. I'm glad but I feel like we've talked Mortal Kombat enough. Uh so that said, I did just see a movie that I think your five words or something about like a fish versus a bird or no, what was, your, what was your, do you remember what you had for it a couple weeks back? <laughs> what was it, the um, big fish against the big monkey or something like that?
0: Uh Oh gosh, hold on. It was angry
1: fish against wholesome primate. That's right. So I watched uh, Kong, uh, what, was it Godzilla versus Kong or Kong versus Godzilla? Whichever Godzilla way it is. <laughs> yeah, I watched that last night. And I had a ton of fun with it. I, I could talk about it at length right now, but I'm not going to for everybody's sake. But I think, JT, it's time for us to pick our top five monster movies.
0: I am so here for this. I'm so here for this. Then that's the one. All right. So next week, top five monster movies. This week, critically uh, panned, but better than people think. Always, thanks for listening to the Lo-Fi Top Five.
2: Incredible Cinderella story, this unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. At Augusta, he's on his final hole. He's about 455 yards away. He's gonna hit about a two iron, I think. Well, he got all of that. The crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. The normally reserved Augusta crowd. Going wild. For this young Cinderella, who's come out of nowhere, he's got about 350 yards left. He's going to hit about a five expect, don't you think? He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad's! Oh, he got all of that one. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left, and he's gonna. Looks like he's got about an eight iron. Huh? This crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella Story, out of nowhere, a former greenskeeper now, about to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Hey, young fella, he I was hoping to squeeze...